All right, Leadheads, welcome back into the Artificial Shoulder Pocket Talking Lead coverage of the 2016 SHOT Show. And we've got another special guest for you. It's our good buddy, Rob Pincus, ladies and gentlemen. I'm glad to be here, man. Thank you very much. This I'm is, glad you're here, too. This is my 20th SHOT Show. Your 20th SHOT Show. And i got to say that in those 20 years, a lot has changed, a lot of things have happened. But last year, when I saw the coup... That you have pulled off with this room and this location, <laughs> this opera, this this whole like traveling studio setup, yeah. Like this is actually one of the one of the best things I've seen pulled off at Shot Show. The fact that you got it done twice in a row, two years in a row. Yeah. Just don't tell anybody. I yeah. just told everybody. It's amazing. <laughs> so we've got some big news, or Rob has some big news for us. You want to start off with the big news, or you want to kind of build up to the big news? Um, I think we should build up. I think we should let. The, let's, yeah, but they're sticking around. They're here for the whole. Let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's build up. So it's been a while since we talked to you. I guess the last episode you're on with the the Squatch. I can't wait. Avidity Arms. We just announced a brand new gun company. <laughs> Bam! There it is. He dropped it. Avidity Arms. Uh, my partners, uh, Eagle Imports. Uh, Mike Sedini's the president over there. We got a lot of the people that have. We have. We, we say we're a brand new gun company. We're a new name in firearms manufacturing with over a hundred years. You like of brand new. But we got a hundred years, years of you know? experience. We got guys that we got guys that have excelled at, at firearm sales. We have engineers that build guns. You know, I I've had some guns in my hands. We got people for, who for shoot guns. Time. We've got uh, and then sales and distribution with Eagle Imports as a partner. We're just super excited. It's so our first gun. We announced the PD10. Um, it's a ten plus one single stack nine millimeter. You know, literally. What I love about the partners I've got on this project is is they knew that I wasn't going to do this just to put my name on somebody else's gun. I didn't want to do another limited edition, right? I didn't right. want to do the ICE training 
edition of an existing gun. Right. Even though there's some great guns out there, and that'd be mm-hmm. cool. But the raw, the raw Pinkus P226. Yeah, like, we, like, like that's been done, right? It's been yeah. done by a whole bunch of instructors for a whole bunch of decades. Right. And the idea that they would uh, trust me with the design, trust me to tell them what I think people need or what I think people want or some combination thereof, mm-hmm. and then build it really, really well, and then distribute it and sell it really, really well at a fair price where MSRP just under $500. So, you know, it's going to street for $425, $450, something like wow. that. Um, and it's got all the features you want. It's got the undercut. It's got the, the high beaver tail. It's got the IC claw sights, IC mm-hmm. claw base plates. It's got the ambidextrous magazine release. It's got the things that you would want if you were going to do some of this custom stuff that a lot of people do. Right. So, so you just went ahead and just made your own. Just you know? made it. Just And, and it's, you know, the, the number one people who know me, been know me for years in this industry. The number one response I've gotten in the last 24 hours since we started showing the gun off, really, and about three days ago, we announced the name of the company. Right. How did you keep this a secret for 18 months? <laughs> yeah. How did you, yes. personally? I couldn't, yeah, you. Wait, I couldn't wait 10 you minutes, wait 10 minutes to, to drop the bomb. Because uh, we're out now. We're out. We're running. So it's it's really exciting. And you, um, you kind of went fast when you dropped the name. It's it's avidity. Avidity. Yeah. And see, Mike and I are from New Jersey. So it, it, we're going to talk fast, and it's going to be avidity. And people are going to say, "What did you just say?" What? Huh? Affinity. Uh, what? We actually did. Um, we actually just did a video with with James Yeager. So we had a video out oh, at the okay. range day yesterday. He he dropped it last night, and it's it's already up. You know, it's got five figures of views already. Of course, Sweet. you know, James. You know, James followers are oh, yeah. always there, and uh, that was like one of the first few comments. All, uh, several of the first few comments is, "What did they say? What was the name of it? What? what? Huh? 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 Who? Who? What? Affinity. So affinity. yeah, the Rob Pinkus gun PD10 Avidity Arms. Avidity means um, like you think of avid, right? Somebody's an avid practitioner or something. Right. You're eager, um, passionate. Uh, there's enthusiasm. Is that behind an Italian it. word was it? Uh, no, I think it's just, I think it's got a Latin so, oh. background, which is Italian. In Alessandro didn't have anything. To Alessandro do with that had name. nothing to do with it. No. <laughs> so it's uh, so it's yeah, a sexy so, name. Yeah, I, I, you should hear Alessandro say it. Oh, I'm sure we got. Uh, yeah. He needs to be your like your spokesperson. He, well, yeah, I think I think, your I think for the radio commercial for the female market, there's no doubt. Oh yeah, he gets the panties wet. Yeah, and can you say and that the on women radio? too? Can you, and, say, can you say that on the radio? I can say they want to on a podcast. Oh, sweet, <laughs> especially when I record it and I'm not going live. So. I like it. I like the way you do it. <laughs> That's how I roll. So, yeah, so, we're so people about are probably going to ask why single stack. Um, sing, this was the gun. So, of all the guns we could have made, right? And, yeah. and and believe me, there's there's more to come from Avidity Arms. But of all the guns that that kind of made the short list of, you know, because I'm I'm always also. Uh, I've got 29 different projects in the air at any time, right? Oh, so yeah. if I'm going to do this, and I've also had some projects that were short-lived, right? I've had some TV shows that went one season. I've had some TV shows that went three seasons. I've had books that I updated a year later. I've had books that I haven't changed in six years. You had a marriage that – oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, you know what? <laughs> I had a girlfriend. <laughs> I really – I think that's actually funny because Mrs. Pincus the Fourth just landed. She's actually joining us here in Vegas. Yeah, awesome. She is excited. Good I could too. I tried to get a badge made up as Mrs. Pincus the Fourth, but – Oh, that would be awesome. But um, <laughs> we got a couple hours. So – Anyway, the uh, we can make it happen. I'm always like, well, what if we only do one gun, right? Yeah. What if, what if it's not a big, huge success? What if it's not amazing and awesome? What if it's not like Personal Defense Network, which has been around for ten years and just keeps growing, and we keep doing more things with it? What if it's it's like one of those TV shows one hit wonder. that was just we only did one season of? Mm-hmm. So in that case, what's the one gun? Like, what's not? What do I hear people, my students? What do I hear my friends? What do I want? What am I interested in trying out? Even if it's not perfect, what is missing mm-hmm. from the person? So when I look at uh, you know, like the guns I recommend, right? The Glock, the XD, the M&P. When I look at those mm-hmm. lines, what's missing is a large single stack, 
right? Mm-hmm. A, a 10 round ish single stack, a 10 to 12 round single stack. That's what's missing. And, and people have said for a long time, I wish they'd make a single stack Glock 19. I wish they'd make a single stack Glock 17. Mm-hmm. Um, people say, I love the way a 1911 feels in my hand because it's so thin. Well, right. guess what? Nine millimeter 1911s hold 10 rounds. Yeah. Right. So this gun is built around a Chip McCormick advanced, you know, really reliable, really nice 10 round nine millimeter 1911 magazine. Cause when I started talking to the engineers, they said, well, we got to come, come up with a magazine. And if we could find a magazine that's already on the market, that's already mass produced, that's already mm-hmm. out there from several different manufacturers that, that will work with this gun, yeah. you're going to make your life and my life a lot easier. And I said, and, oh, and right. user's life a lot easier. And, and, and hashtag irony because yeah. 1911s, right? But, but I, so, <laughs> so that's what we're sitting here with. We're sitting here with a claw base plate on a Chip McCormick 1911 9mm magazine that holds 10 rounds. And, and he's got the prototype here in-house. Yep. We're looking at it right now. And you and you can probably get, you can probably feel the essence of it coming through the microphone right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a... Avidity, baby. You guys feel that? that that's him rubbing it on the mic. <laughs> you made it sound weird. But we did. We posted some uh, pictures on Facebook and yep. Instagram. You were the first one to post it on I Instagram. I was yes! You yesterday. So, did I, you, so I beat Jaeger. You did. Yeah, you were the first the one to put it on. I, I, Telling you guys, it was on Facebook. Exclusive, exclusives. Talking lead here. Talking lead's where it's at. You guys, you guys Talking are around the. You got your finger on the pulse of my production. Very nice. Very nice. So we're talking about you know why the single stack. So 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 that's what's missing, right? So there isn't a ten round MMP. There isn't a, a single stack. There isn't a ten round Glock uh, single stack. So. The XDS, I carry an XDS 4-inch, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, it can go up to nine rounds with the extended magazines, but then you get the extended magazine sleeves and all those issues, mm-hmm. right? Now, a lot of people are saying, oh, well, you know, are you carrying this gun now? No, this is a prototype, right? First of all, it's all a right. steel prototype, so it weighs about well, three times more. Well, the finished product's not out yet. So, yeah. and, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not going to give up that XDS 4-inch until I've shot thousands of rounds through a couple of these, and mm-hmm. then obviously hundreds of rounds of defensive ammo through the one I might carry, nor am I going to all of a sudden stop recommending Glocks, M&Ps, and XDs, right? right? I've seen thousands of students with thousands of Glocks, M&Ps, and XDs at varying skill levels under a variety of conditions with those mm-hmm. guns performing well. Right. Really well over a period of each one of them now, like a decade plus. So those are the guns I recommend people go look at. This gun will fit the needs of some people and they'll love it and it'll be perfect for them. The next gun Avidity comes out with may be right for some other people and, right. and the it'll next fill gun, the, the next gap one. for what the but next, yeah. This isn't out there, right? So a lot of people that, that really are kind of more savvy and tuned in on the internet, they say, well, that'll have a long grip compared to an XDS or a Shield or a Glock 43. And I, and it, it does. It's a long grip. Mm. It's harder to conceal. But I also know there's lots of people that carry full-size SIGs, full-size Berettas, full-size M&Ps, full-size right. Glocks, full-size XDMs. So if they can carry that under whatever they're carrying, they can carry this, and this is slimmer, right. and they're carrying 11 rounds. So... I'm excited about seeing what people do with this once we offer it to them. Right. And we might sell 5,000, we might sell 50,000, we might sell 15,000, and then Don't the next gun may out. be more popular. Yeah. The next gun after that might be more popular. And I'm sure that as we go on with Avidity, we will make guns that are essentially our version of mm-hmm. the double-stack 15-round gun or our version of the double-stack 10-round gun. Right. Yeah. But right now, we've got our version of a gun that nobody else is really building yeah. with a low bore axis, with a great trigger, with claw sights, with a nice undercut, with a deep beaver tail. Like, I'm, I, it feels article. good in the hand. It I'm, feels I appreciate really you good saying in the hand. Most people right. respond to it, you know, they, they get it, right? The hand just kind of you falls that, in. Yeah, you get that little higher perch that you need. And, and it's kind of, you know, the, the shape, the not having the flat, uh, back of the grip, like you might see on like a traditional 1911, having that swell, 
uh, more like a Browning high power type situation or a CZ type situation. Just really drives the, the web of the hand up into the right place. So even for new shooters, I think this gun's going to fall into their hand really well. Yeah. You know, one of the, the interesting things in developing the gun and figure, well, do we need this? Do we need that? What do we need? Being able to actually make those decisions and then having an, Brad Thomas as our engineer, having Brad as the guy who actually makes that all real mm-hmm. has been awesome. You know, there's no committee. There's no, well, that's not how our company does it. There's no, well, our tradition is this or our market research says this. Right. Like my market research is the last 30 years in the shooting community and the last 20 years standing on range is helping people learn how to shoot. Right. Like that's, that's your our market research is your brain. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I could be completely wrong. Experience. You know, and, and as, as other, it's funny, you know, we've been on the internet now with this gun for like 24, 30 hours. Yep. We already have our, our, our fanboys. We already have our haters. Yeah, you got your haters, yeah. There's we got the guys people. asking really good questions. Mm-hmm. We got guys asking really dumb questions. We got, uh, somebody wants me to make it in 10 millimeter. Already? Already. It's not like, even already. out. Yeah, like, um, so, so we've got, and, and it's funny because I see, because now I got the haters and the people that already like, they, they, they trust me, you know, they, they're yeah. personal defense network members, maybe they've been my students, and they're, so now they're jumping in, and now I've got like, I, I'm on, like, it's like, a, I sit back now and I'm watching people discuss my gun yeah. that isn't even in anybody's You're letting them yet. do all the... And, <laughs> and it's it's amazing, like it's it's humbling, right? That 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 I was at least right enough that people would be interested, right? Yeah. So now now it's really us up to, up to us to polish it up and put it in a box and ship it and and see what's going to happen. And and we expect that that's get that's that four to six months. There. Yeah, four to six months between the the process. We're waiting on the mold. We get the mold. So that's not do another that's round not of far out, man. No, and that's not far out at all. We'll be taking we'll be taking orders through Eagle Imports. We'll be taking the orders for distributors and retailers mm-hmm. as of NRA show. You know that's what that's what our target is. So we knew that we had to let people know this was coming. Let people start talking about it. Let people start Create seeing what it is. Yeah. You know, and it's not hype. I think you know I've been through enough product launches in this industry to to have seen the guns that you you hear about and then mm-hmm. you wait a year and a half and then it's at shot show but Clock. it's a prototype not you know and not even some of the big ones i mean i'm thinking like well, who was the one that was going to do the re the the remake of the bren 10 uh um, was it voltor i think so so that yeah. i was excited because i always wanted a bren 10 but i don't want to pay you know 1500 2000 3000 whatever they cost right. now and i was like all right cool like sunny crockett had one i want one <laughs> Hell yeah. and the <laughs> so advice. so i heard about yes. it then i saw it on the internet then, I, then they had a whole display of them at the booth one year here at Shot Show. Then I don't, I've, I've never seen that gun for sale retail, and that's frustrating. I don't want to be that guy, yeah. right? So I don't, and I, and I don't know what there, I don't know what happened with that gun, but I know I was excited about it. I got something, excited about yeah. it, and so, then there was a long happened. delay, and now I've it never seen it. Yeah. Like that's not what's going to happen with this, and that's why if people want to see when I first teased this, it was May of 2014. So they can put a stopwatch on it and say ICETraining.us or four sorry, months from now, bang. I, 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 no, I would no. say four to six months. Four to six, stop. okay. All right. But but what what I what what happened is if you go back while I haven't announced avidity or we haven't talked mm-hmm. about the PD10 specifically, I had there are, if people have followed my social media, they've seen teaser pics of this gun, they've heard me talk about a prototype testing, right. they probably have been able to go back. Now by now they may have gone back and seen the May 2014 article I wrote about the quote unquote perfect defensive handgun for concealed carry, mm-hmm. and what I wrote in that article is and that the good? specs I wrote out are this gun. Okay. So that's that that was written based on the specs of the first 3D printed prototype that I had in my hands in June of 2014. So we've been about two years on the project, 18 months with with something in hands to test, 
who shot a bunch of the plastic prototypes. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, the steel and the the, uh, the barrel and the, the slider steel in those and the springs, all the upper parts. But right. then the grip the is lower. a three D printer, and that that some of those lasted five shots, some of them lasted forty shots before oh, they yeah. broke. And then uh, and now we've got two steel shooters we've been shooting, and we've gotten them into several people's hands. Mm-hmm. So we're really far along in the vetting process. We know we know what the the final mold looks like. We know what you know. We're down to like. Ariel or Calibri as the font selection for like the serial number, right? Like that's, like, you're down to the yeah. font decisions <laughs> yeah. now. Uh, so it's, so it's, it really is exciting. And, and yes, uh, it'd be cool to have, have kept it a secret until we had 10,000 guns in a warehouse, but that's just not how business works. Yeah. You know, you can't, you, I can't have the people that are investing the money, uh, to behind me. They're my partners that are putting the money into they the They got to see thing. something. Yeah. We, they got to see their money's working. And they're right? seeing it. You know, they're seeing the buzz and, and, you know, people will hear this and they'll talk about it and they're, they're, there's a whole bunch of people sitting around smiling right now, and they're either smiling because they they believed in it and they knew, or they were skeptical and now they're happy. So so everybody on the Avidity team and everybody supporting us, we just you know appreciate all that buzz, all that feedback, all that interest, even the questions, like the skeptical people, like I get it. Honestly, the haters, like that's fun too, right? Like just the oh, fact yeah. that somebody's going to be so bothered that it's not twelve it's rounds, or it, it's man. not this, or it's not that. Like you you can't have this without having that. Yeah. You know? you, so we we take, take it. I mean that's. That's what it's about. But even the, I mean, even the haters are sometimes productive in their hate because you know they'll bring up things that maybe you know. Well, not the guy, want, not the guy that said he was more interested in the Kimber revolver. No, that guy didn't no. help. That guy didn't. No, help. that was useless. That, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I joke because I found out today that my good friend Grant Cunningham, one of our personal defense network contributors, one of the most knowledgeable guys in the industry, it just was revealed today that he was he had a, a very key role in the development and design of that gun for Kimber. Oh, really? And yeah, and and you know I, I haven't had the best of luck with Kimber's being reliable, the semi-automatics, the 1911s yeah. in my hands or any student's hands or really any human I've ever seen. So it's exciting that that they worked with a guy like Grant and that they probably have a great revolver on their hands because Grant's a great instructor. He's a great right creative uh thinker and he knows revolvers so yeah. so I, I joke but it was actually it was was funny that yesterday somebody said i'm more interested in the kimber revolver and i thought <laughs> i made some comment like well it'll be the first reliable gun they've ever made and then i found out today grant designed it so it's, it's now you know it's going to be now i know it's going to be yeah. so we're excited about that too i mean that's it's kind of different the revolver coming from kimber I mean, it's it is it's different it's and uncharacteristic and, you know you know so here we are there's two guys who are like Grant's probably one of the most prolific contributors of personal defense network. You know, I've put out a few articles and videos in my day. So you've got two of the loudest voices from personal defense network are, are the two instructors. When's the last time an instructor designed a gun? Cooper with the Steyr scout or, or you could say, you know, his influence on the Bren 10 also. Well, both of those guns, I, I would say were less than successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Steyr was a big compromise to his original vision, the original vision for a scout rifle, because the engineers and the company took over. Um, it was incredibly expensive, you know, and, and it wasn't reliable with the mil spec ammo. So right. it had issues. So here you are with in 2016. Uh, one of the things we hear a lot is, well, that gun's that gun's not perfect for me. It was designed by an engineer, not a shooter. Well, you've got Grant doing a revolver, and he's known as a revolver guy. You've got me doing this personal defense semi-automatic. Hopefully, I'm known as a personal defense guy. Uh, I'm really excited about what this says about the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're buddies, and we both we didn't tell each other anything about this. He knew that I was working on a gun, but no details, and yeah. I certainly didn't know that he was designing the gun uh, for Kimber. So <laughs> obviously, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, so it's exciting to see that in the industry. You know, and and who knows what other instructors now may this may create an opportunity. 
uh, for other people to get involved with some of the other major companies. Some mm-hmm. of the other major companies want to want to work with us. What like whatever that is, I think it's good. Oh yeah, it, it's not just somebody doing market research and and a marketing company coming up with the next gun design. It's right. not just an engineer saying, "Hey, we can do this, so let's do it." Like we got more levers, we got more buttons, we got more weird guns out there with ideas that can be done yeah. whether or not they should be done right um and, and i think maybe the industry is just streamlining itself to what what we really need to be doing which is cool well that that's a good outlook on that i was reading some of the uh the comments from the post um we were talking about the helpful and not helpful uh, there was one comment that says i can't understand the fascination with carrying less ammo and then another guy gets on there and says dude that's more ammo than what i currently carry yeah, <laughs> it's true. You know, like there's so many people out there carrying 380s. There's people out there carrying five, six shot revolvers. There's right. people out there carrying. I carry a seven shot XDS. Mm-hmm. So this is so somebody looks at this. Who's if you're that guy? If you're the guy who's carrying a double stack gun with a with a backup double stack gun with six magazines and four flashlights, this gun's not for you, bro. Like you know, I get it. Like yeah. you're not going to hold off a you know a platoon of armed invaders from you know right. your local Walmart or so, whatever you're so trying the, to do. The first relief. Release may not be for you, but the second one, you know, as you guys mature and grow and come out with your next line. It's a gun company and it's 2016. We're not going to, we're not going to, again, we're not going to fill a warehouse with 10,000 of five different guns and then announce that we're doing it. And then announce it, yeah. You know, that's not how, that's not the pace the world moves at. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the gun. Uh, you know, I don't know how many cars did Tesla have when they launched the Tesla car company. Oh gosh, like one. You know, and now they and now what do they got? They probably have four, five, six different models and different variations inside of that. Like that's how are those still that's like three hundred thousand dollars. No, they come to, they've come way down. Okay, they're like one hundred fifty now. Well, the, good one, the good ones are one hundred fifty. I think you can get into that. You can get into a Tesla for under. 100. Are you driving a Tesla? No, you don't have a Tesla. No. I would think that you would have a Tesla. No, uh, my, Mrs. Pincus the fourth had a Prius when we met. Oh, a Prius. Yes. Yeah, so, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's almost close. like a, yeah, it's, a it's Tesla. Kind of like a Tesla. That's Tesla's cousin, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The Prius. Yeah, we put a PDN sticker on it, like on second date. We had to start <laughs> manning that thing up. We got rid of it. So tell us about. All right. So this, I mean, this is obviously the biggest news that you got, and uh, people are going to be excited about this gun. Uh, what's going on with the ICE training? What's going on with your training? ICE training company, you know, um, I, uh, as a lot of people know, uh, probably, uh, from following my social media or whatever, I've got a baby. So I've got a seven month old. Yep. I've taken more time off. Daddy again. Yep. I've taken more time off in the last seven months than I have in the last seven years. I cut my, my travel schedule down dramatically last year. Yeah. And really what that was, was that was a, a dramatic jump to a business plan execution Mm -hmm. that I had been saying I was going to do. Gradually so kind of over years. Yeah. yeah, and forced is probably not the right word, but I, I, well, I had, because I thought I was going to take two months off. Yeah. I said at the end of the tour, well, I'm just going to chill out. I'm not going to do anything in August. I'm hardly going to do anything in September. I'll get back at it in October. Well, when it came time to get back at it, I did. I mean, I started traveling again, did a bunch of courses all over the country, did a European trip, did some courses over there in November. Uh, December, we did classes on both coasts. Uh, January, I've already done some classes in Texas. Now I'm out here. It's pretty hard, but. <laughs> Still, when I look back, there were those, there's 10 days here, seven days here, five days here, which usually those big gaps at home very rarely exist. Right. So what I was doing, what I found myself doing was push, was pushing things off into that tour training schedule. And that's what I said I was going to do. And I had been doing it gradually, very gradually. And then I just dramatically did it this year. So for 2016, 
about 80% of my training classes are going to be between March and July, okay. and they'll be part of the Personal Defense Network training tour. So nice. Personal Defense Network relaunched last year with a second version of our website. Um, we're coming up with distance education programs now for this year. Nice. And, and a lot of that non-travel time has mm-hmm. given me time to work on uh, two new books that I'm writing that are both going to come out this year, the Avidity Arms Project, oh gosh, the, uh, the Personal Defense Network uh, distance education classes, and really managing the team of combat focus shooting instructors and putting guys that, that have really been in leadership positions, putting them more, not just leading kind of quietly, but really making them responsible. There's really much more delegation. So uh, Barrett Kendrick doing a lot of the stuff with the the reality-based training stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have Jamie Onion running the Defensive Firearms uh, Coaches Program now, essentially on autopilot and and continuing to develop his team there under the ICE brand. Derek Poole does so much to help us in the background and manage the team of combat-focused shooting outside instructors. So under ICE, we've got a lot of things going on. Um, Endeavor. I mean, I, you know, I'm a part owner in a CrossFit gym and, and uh, defensive training. That's right. You in, mentioned in yeah. Columbus. Yeah. And Endeavor now has taken the Sark program, the active shooter program. I'm like three million people watch the video the Blaze did on their active shooter program, which mm-hmm. is a derivative of our Sark program. Right. So the, the so many of the teams that that we've built over the last five to ten years are now acting much more autonomously. And that's giving me time back to build PDN to the next level, to work on Avidity Arms, and to spend time with my daughter. To develop so, fire, spend, spend time with the write daughter, a books. write books. So so it's it's an exciting time for 2016. Be on Talking Lead. Hang out on Talking Lead. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I only got to hang out with you, what, like a couple times last year. Not uh, much at all, because, yeah. Because I I, we weren't crossing paths because I was sitting home changing diapers. Yeah, I was sitting right here in this room. <laughs> you, you live here now? I live here now. Nice, this, have we mentioned this yeah. room? It's a great room. Yeah, yeah it's really a, this is an awesome room. So, yeah, it's it's um, it's um an exciting time. So, Personal Defense Network really is is always going to be, you know, one of the biggest projects that, that I've got going on. And it is a great honor and pleasure to work with the team in Minneapolis uh, at our headquarters there and also to deal with all of our contributors, right? So, we've got so many great instructors who contribute to Personal Defense Network. Mm-hmm. Both video and articles. We launched the blog last year, so now um, several people are coming in for shorter articles that are more relevant, more time-sensitive, more like this thing happened last week, or a lot of people in the gun industry are mm-hmm. talking about this right now, so let's talk about that, right. as opposed to our feature articles, which sometimes are written, you know, three, four months in advance. So the... Kind of lose their relative... Their, their, uh you're not as Relevance. responsive. Yeah, you're yeah. not as responsive. So if everybody's talking about a, a terrorist attack that happens in California and you wrote a feature article about active shooter response that comes out three months later, it's valuable. It's important. You're sure. referencing something everybody remembers, but that's not what the blog does. The blog lets us talk about it that day. Right. You know, if you're, you're, if you're sitting around the dinner table tonight with your kids and they're asking questions about what happened, here's some things you can say. Right. And that's why the blog is so important for, for another way for PDN to connect with, with our subscribers. Is that like a, a video blog? No. It's just a, it's just like a traditional you okay. know just text blog. So you guys gonna be doing any vlogging? I think they call it vlogging. Vlogging. With the video. No, I don't think I, I don't. What we what we did launch actually was the the uh, PDN Live, which I guess is kind of like a, a vlog. Uh-huh. So once a month last year we did. I, I skipped the month the baby was born, so I think we had eleven episodes in 2015 mm-hmm. of PDN Live. And one of them was me taking questions like free for all self defense stuff, and then right. the every other one featured guests. So we actually had Grant Cunningham on there, Derek Poole, Alessandro Padovani. We, we talked about those guys. Um, who else we have? Craig Douglas did. Were you one doing that through like uh, Google Hangout? Google Hangout. Yeah. Okay. So we're just doing like a Google Hangout PDN Live, and it's it's been great. It's been it's another way again for us to interact with the audience because mm-hmm. we we take questions and the the staff collects the questions. I don't like to to 
you know how much I like to rehearse or yeah. do any, like actually think ahead of time about anything. So we didn't, we don't, I don't look at any, anybody good. So it's all extemporaneous. So, so some of our guests were, were less excited about the fact that they didn't get to know what the questions were going to be until yeah. we got, got on air, but you know, it worked out great. So, um, you know, Mike Seeklander was another one of the guys we had on there. Caleb Causey talking about medical, Chris Fry. Yeah. So we have some, some, some of been the on best the show guys. Before. Yeah. Some of the best yeah. guys in the industry are working with PDN. They're, they're teaching on the PDN tour. And now they're doing PDN live. So they're getting interactive with us as well. And, and that's been a lot of fun. So I think yeah. that we're going to, we just did the first PDN live for 2016 about a week ago. Uh, we're going to continue to do that once a month. And that's kind of like a video blog kind mm-hmm. of a thing going on. And then, um, the distance education is a big thing this year. That's Tell us a little bit about that. What? So years ago, um, we launched the counter ambush home training course and we did that as a part. I did that as a partnership between ICE training and the USCCA. And it was sort of a proof of proof of concept for me. A, were people interested in it? Did people want to do legit concept and theory education through books, through video, you get a workbook with the kit and then you go online, you take a test. And if you pass the test, you earn a certificate mm-hmm. or were people going to, were people going to think they, that it was cheesy or were people going to not, not want to put in like classwork time. They just want to stand on a range and shoot. Mm-hmm. Like how was, how was my audience going to respond to this? And overwhelmingly it was a huge success in, in almost every way I could possibly measure it. It, it. I learned a lot of lessons from it in terms of how to structure that kind of a thing, how to right. offer the, the different components, what methods of communication are best. And the evolution over the last couple of years is that what I think is best is really not selling that box with the books and the DVDs and all that, but just online. Let people buy the course, log in, watch the course online, um, download the extra materials, mm-hmm. and then take the test. And really, I'd, I've done a couple of distance education classes through major universities, right? So right. it's kind of continuing education for me in the, the areas that I'm interested in that help me with the, the teaching, right? Like mm-hmm. kinesthetics and consciousness and decision-making and that kind of stuff. Right. So I've had this experience through major un- universities and, and educators across the country doing this worldwide. Mm-hmm. Why am I going to, like, like PDN's going to reinvent the wheel? No, we're going to do what... Arizona State Universities. We're going to do what Harvard does. Like we're going to record lectures. We're going to have downloadable material. We're going to have interactive exercises, and then we're going to have an online test. Right. So that's what we're doing. So that'll come out. That'll that'll come out. We've actually taped about eight classes. Um, We also experimented with this with the Association of Defensive Shooting Instructors, and we got a lot of good response there. And what we've decided to do is we've made uh, Association of Defensive Shooting Instructors a a sister project to PDN. So PDN is now producing those videos, and eventually we'll actually make the ADSI website part of the uh, subsidiary, essentially, of the PDN website. So it's called PDN Academy. Um, That's a huge project that we worked on all through 2015 that we're launching probably within the next 30 days. Okay. Uh, So that's exciting. Um, and then the tour, you know, once the, once I, uh, get to March, I, I get the truck. We're going to have a new wrap on the truck. We've got tr- what, a lot of, what are we cup- using this year? What's the uh, new forerunner? We're going to do the forerunner. So the, the, yeah, the forerunner I used last year. So the, uh, you know, it's, I, those diapers add up, man. I can't get a new truck every year. I guess. <laughs> so, so we've got, um, we got a new wrap being designed right now. Of course, we're having some of our meetings here at Shot Show with our sponsors. Right. Um, our most of our existing sponsors will be back for 2016. We're, we think we're adding at least one new one, maybe two. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. I'll be able to announce that soon. Cool. Um, but you know, like Crossbreed and Springfield and Gun Vault and, and those guys are all back all in back and in. excited about Sweet. it. We're, we're going to. Uh, step up our game a little bit. So we're adding a couple instructors. We're adding some more classes. So it's going to be more venues, more instructors, more classes, more variety in the classes. Um, people can go look at, click on the training link at mm-hmm. personaldefensenetwork.com and see that some of that schedule for 2016 is already posted. I think right. Chris Fry is already on there. I'm on there. Caleb's on there. We'll get everybody else up to speed. Uh, you know, usually I tell these guys I need it by 
Christmas, and that means I'll get it by Valentine's. That's cool. You know, I feel the love from you know, everybody's busy, and everybody's still planning their schedule, right? Until right. until after Shot Show, I think a lot of the instructors really don't lock their schedules down. So once these guys get it locked down, we'll get it posted, and uh, people can can sign up for training with us. Yeah. It's it's exciting. We also have a, a as of yesterday, one of the best meetings I had uh, Shot Show. Day zero, because today's day one, yesterday out at the range, um, we're going to be working with an ammunition supplier to guarantee stock uh, at a really good price to be shipped directly to the location of training for our students. So that's oh, something that we're okay. working on. Uh, exactly how that's going to work is going to be worked out be- between now and the, the mm-hmm. spring tour. Once we launch the tour, people will be able to let's, like, click a link, buy ammo. Oh, okay. And it's going to be. I was going to say, would that be like built into the it'd cost be built of the into class? The, no, we're not, we're not going to, you know, it, and that's, that's, for me, still leave it up to them to, if they want to get their own ammo. They can get their yeah, own ammo. there might be an option like click here for a package price or whatever. But yeah. it's, I think it's important just for me to say out loud: it, there's not a cut that ICE is taking, combat focus shootings taking, PDNs taking. That's really just a pass through that we want to offer as a service. Right. Um, and the win, it's obviously, more of for a the supplier. For your, yeah, just your students. just click on this button, and the ammo will get where you need it to be. Right. Like, you it'll don't be worry about transporting it or anything um, like that. So that's exciting. That that's kind of cool. That's cool. Uh, yeah. As a new feature that we're going to add to all of our classes across the board, and probably that to our outside instructors too no reason not to so right um right now that doesn't matter as much because it's easy to go find ammo right now right um the steel case stuff that, that winchester is putting out now mm-hmm. i was really excited about that yesterday i mean that's going to be as low as ten dollars for 50 rounds so it's it's 30 dollars for 150 round box wow. american made high quality steel case shooting the same bullet that winchester white box shoots so there's plenty wow. of ammo out there right now that's cheap. but imagine we get into another rut where there's mm-hmm. that, that, you know, the shelves are empty kind of thing, but we've got a guarantee from an ammunition supplier that today has 5 million rounds in a warehouse and not 5 million rounds of like 30, 30, like 5 million rounds of usable <laughs> two, two, three, nine millimeter, 40 caliber, 45, like useful ammunition. Training ammunition. Training yes, ammo. So you can train with. Um, he's going to guarantee availability within 60 days of a class. So he, the, the, that's, that's going to be his commitment for his part of it. So he gets the, the recommendations as a, as a source from us mm-hmm. and then he can, Say, yeah, we'll make sure you have the ammo. Now, right. you know, worst case scenario that, that we don't, or best case scenario, we don't ever have that glut. But if we're, if we're in that worst case scenario, it's going to be great because lots of people over the years, 2008 and 9, uh, 2012 mm-hmm. and 13 had said, well, I can't train because I can't find ammo. Right. You know, or it's too expensive. It's too expensive, right? It's yeah. going to double the cost of the course. So mm-hmm. I remember at one point, like 2008-9, where we we cut, for, we went from at the time 1,200 rounds recommended for a two day class. We cut it all the way back to 500 rounds. I remember, yeah, we and talked about that. What was interesting about it for me as an instructor was, well, that's a lot of time to fill, and we actually got we were able to get much more in depth in a lot of our theory and explanation and concepts, mm-hmm. um, and it, and it helped make our course better. Because we couldn't just stand there and shoot all day. Right. Some, sometimes, you know, I get a little skeptical. Now, when I look at the round counts we used to shoot, we used to shoot 1,500 to 1,800 rounds in a two-day course, like 2003, wow. 2004 era. Yeah. That's because we didn't know what the hell we were talking about. <laughs> but, like, it works. <laughs> like, we know we can run drills and you can shoot this way. Right. But the all the theory and the concepts that now back up and underlie what we teach in CFS, that's all been sort of discovered or developed or refined or expanded over the last decade. Mm-hmm. You know, originally it was this position to shoot in works really well. These drills help you get better. So let's just do that. And we made a lot of bang, bang noises and we got people to be better shooters. Yeah. But I think today we actually put out a much better student that's more educated. Not only in balance between do. the trigger time and yeah. the. What to do and why they're doing it and why it works. Because there's so much out there. You see, you go to the internet, there's 29 different people will tell you 27 different things, right? And if, if only two of them are telling you why, well, now you have two choices, not 27, right? Right. You know, like, like, let's, let's let's make sure people understand what they're doing. Back up, not just show them what they're doing. So, so that's important. Very cool. So you're just, you're a busy dude, man. I know Uh, you got another appointment you got to get to. I am. Um, It's, it's, 
I, I tell you though, not just because you have a cool, comfortable room. <laughs> this is the first any kind of in-depth interview I've done, right? Like so I've done two minutes here, 30 seconds there, 45 seconds here. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I've really gotten a chance to talk about what Avidity is about. First time we've talked about some of those plans we have for Personal Defense Network. Right. Um, you know, I, I I believed in the talking lead concept from day one when you guys brought it to me and said, hey, this is what we want to do. We met at NRA show three years ago. Yeah, it was three Yeah, three years ago. So coming yeah. up on four, this will be our fourth NRA show together Yep, this year in, in Kentucky. So I'm proud of what you Louisville. guys have done. I'm proud of, you know, and I know that, you know, well, Zeke's you. not sitting here, but you are continuing with the exact mission plan and mission statement that you guys brought to me at, you know, four NRA shows ago, three NRA shows ago. Right. So, so I'm proud of that and I'm, I'm glad to be here and I appreciate the vision that you guys had that yeah. you're continuing to execute and, uh, and I'm glad to be a part of it. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. For and, sure. And you have been a driving force behind us too. And, you know, the words aren't there for it, but hopefully our actions, we make you proud and absolutely every time, every time I tune in. Thanks, man. Man, he's, my head got big. You got the other team right head. there. Is that little here? Do you see I my, guess. you see my headphones starting to, <laughs> Squirting tears, man. <laughs> Love you, bro. Love you too, man. I know you got to get to another appointment. But uh, ICE.us, right? Is that still the website? ICETraining.us. ICETraining. Yeah. See, it's been a while since I've said it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was I was changing diapers. So you got you to go to ICETraining.us. Uh, check out their training schedule there. Go to PDN. PersonalDefenseNetwork.com. And soon you're going to have this website up and going. I've heard a couple of things about your website. Is it not up yet? It's Avidity PD10. So if you go to AviditypD10.com, you can get a teaser. Um, over the next month, we're going to, we've got that in development and it'll probably be released okay. uh, sometime in February. All right. But, uh, you guys just check with us. In the meantime, we'll keep you posted on, uh, what's coming up with the Avidity. Awesome. So, thanks for being on, buddy. Thanks. All right. Nordic Components is an American-owned manufacturing company proud to produce quality products right here in the USA. As a company, we continually invest in our manufacturing capabilities to ensure that all of our products are the highest quality and most efficiently produced parts available. The Nordic Components business consists of two segments, manufacturing and sales. Our manufacturing business works to provide custom machine components for a variety of applications with our specialty being firearm components. The sales business produces lines of branded firearm accessories to enhance and elevate the shooting experience. We are a company owned and operated by individuals devoted to shooting sports, and many of us shoot competitively. We attend and sponsor a number of events around the country each year where we listen to you, the consumer, and are proud to say that all of our firearm components are a direct result of your input. As a firearms accessory provider, our aim is simple. Provide shooting enthusiasts with innovative products of uncompromising performance and reliability. Nordic Components. Check us out at nordiccomp.com. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Talking Lead Artificial Shoulder Pocket Coverage of the 2016 SHOT Show. I've got Tia on the mic with us now. Pepper. Hello, everybody. (laughs) And we've got our good buddy and sponsor, Danny Bronson with Dipstick123. Hello. Or dipstick coatings, also known as. <laughs> You'll get it right eventually. And we have the great privilege of having Magnus Johnson with Mission 22. You guys have heard us talk about Mission 22 time and time and time again. And we finally have the opportunity to get the man on the show, Magnus. I appreciate being here. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You don't got to be formal here, man. Uh, well, I, this is natural. That's, me. that's you. That's yeah, you. Yeah. Just, be, just being real. Yeah. Keeping it real. Cool. So, you know, I, I've tried to do my best to I- explain Mission 22 and talk about Mission 22, but I think what a lot of people would like to do is kind of hear 
the history behind it, how it got started, your background, uh, where you come from. Yeah, so I just start where I'll just uh where you just I come start, from. Yeah. I'll yeah. start there. Just just talk about your humble humble beginnings. I grew up in uh, mostly Alaska, Montana. Twin Towers came down, you know, wasn't okay with me. So I joined up uh probably a couple years after that happened. Right. And got in the fight. And uh first tour of duty was in uh, Iraq, Ramadi, uh 06. I was a combat engineer in the regular army. Yeah, it was kinda of rough year and I got a little bit of a I got a little bit of a I got a good taste there, and if I was coming back, I wanted to come back as uh, in special ops as a Green Beret. Mm-hmm. So we got back from there, and then I uh, went to the Q course, ended up making it, and then ended up going to Afghanistan instead. So I did two tours in Afghanistan. Ended up uh, getting out right in the very beginning of 2012, right. and then uh, go sue my friends, people I know. I uh, started committing suicide, and I heard about the statistic. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think it was real. I thought it was right. uh, yeah, exactly. Nobody would believe that that number would be anywhere close to being real, but it is. Yeah, well, you know how statistics are. They can be skewed. Numbers in general, sure. you know, you can always, uh, you know, is it, how are they doing the math? Is that real, you mm-hmm. know? And Where are they getting their figures? Yeah, yeah. What, and, what's their agenda in giving well, not, their No, no, not even Sometimes. agenda, but just am I receiving the correct information? Yeah. You know? And then, uh, well, I, I was, and then you can't unlearn the truth, you know? So that, that sat with me for a moment, like, wow, this is real. The people I know, uh, People that I'm going to know, you know, people are dying, and mm-hmm. uh, I know them, and I hear the statistic, and uh, the transition was a lot more difficult for me than I thought it was going to be. And Back to civilian life? Well, yeah, just after about. the war, yeah. after three three tours, so, you know, I thought that'd be, I thought I was going to be adaptable, I thought it would be pretty easy, you know, it's the same old story. Yeah. And uh, there I was, in a house in Indiana, uh, that was like a, it was like a fast car hitting a wall. Right. You know, so, got linked up with Tom Spooner. Of uh, Northern Red, I don't know if you know who he is or not, but a good man. And we started talking about, you know, how we're gonna, what we're gonna do. And so the original idea is where we're gonna create these big art pieces in the middle of different towns to build relationships with those communities, give the gifts to those communities, get to meet the town council, get to meet the folks at town, mm-hmm. and put veterans in a different light. You know, a lot of times with fundraising and events, it's always a pity party or a sad story or resentment against the government or the VA, this that, and the other. Well, we thought about, well, you know, what can we do to add to, you know, we all have our own opinions, which are our own, you know, but mm-hmm. in the public, what can we do to, br- to help? What right. can we do to bridge the gap between warrior and, uh, community? Right. And, uh, because Nashville, Indiana is such an art town, three million people go through it a year, we were able to build a uh, 20 foot tall leaf sculpture with 22 leaves, and then we gave it to the town. So every year, three million people a year come through and go buy that art piece. Yeah. Now, who is a part of that project? Oh well, the art project. Is yeah. It? So I mean, it was a guy named Jim Connor from Nashville, the town itself, mm-hmm. and then uh, what? Well, we started out. We started out as Elderheart. This is the beginning. You asked me kind of like the flow of right, the story. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I wanted you to get into that Elderheart part of it. Yes. Well. Yeah. So Elderheart was the beginning name, you know, with how we started, and we started with just a few guys. Yeah. Uh, and but so what? But what we identified was it's the way we heal that comes from the community. You know, the reason we serve is to serve for the country, right? Mm-hmm. Once you get in the war, it becomes about your guy to your left and right. right. But in the beginning, we were there to be of service, right. right? We're there to be a warrior, to have honor, to protect, to right. do all these things. The sheepdog. Right, right, right. But, you know, embodied that, there's like a natural drive in some young men and women, like they have to do that. Exactly. It's just innate. Yeah, so then as the war goes on and all these things sort of start to degrade, 
you know, that kind of gets messed up because it's, it's been, it's been what, 13 years? I'm not sure yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's been, been a while. Yeah, so that, but we've had a lot going on since then too to, to rekindle. Yeah. Know? And so what our thing was is like, not only are we going to defend the culture, we're going to help imbue the culture, enhance the culture. When you think of just warriors, you're not going to think of just fighting the war. You're going to think of, you know, community leaders. Right. You know, whether we add value and, and then not just by saying it, but then by showing it. Yeah. And then making that permanent. You do a radio show or you do a marketing ad or something that's, you know, boom, you know, it gets there. But then when you have something there permanent that mm-hmm. dominates the, the town like that, right. it becomes a like part of that, that town's culture. Huge art piece. Yeah. They yeah. see that every time and it's going to remind them. Yeah. For like the next 70 years. Right. Right. So that would develop later. So, so it started off with this 22 foot. Is that what we said? It's that about 20 feet. About it had 20 22 feet, leaves. 22 leaves. Right. right. Which is representative of the 22 veterans a day that commit suicide. Well, the town's famous for its fall leaves. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the town wanted us to build something, you know, based on this leaf idea that they had. Yeah. They came up with, with a, uh, with one of their marketing companies they were working with. And what we did is we took that concept and then we made it, you know, with the 22 leaves. Yeah. So that's how we could, uh, tell our story and also give the town what they wanted. Right. You know. So you're, you're, like you're saying, you're melding the community with the veterans. So that's yeah. kind of bringing the veterans in with the community. Yeah. Cause it's community the art project. Well, the symbol of that, right? The symbol. Exactly. Yeah, Cause you got to fundraise it. They got to bless off on it. You got to right. have meetings. Yeah. So next thing you know, you know all the small businesses. You know the mayor. You know the town council. You're touching everybody. And you're building relationships, right? Cause that's what's important. You know, a lot of times with veteran stuff, you know, when I'm fundraising or talking to people, if I just focus on the negativity, they feel bad, and that means they don't want to hang out with me again next time because they're like, because <laughs> ah. they yeah. feel, you know, they feel guilty, they feel bad, they want to help, they're not sure, right? So that experience sometimes can be negative, not because of me or them, but just because of the nature of what we're discussing, right? So it's how do we take this deficit and turn it into an asset, right? Right. And this all started with your elder heart. Now, that's where it started, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and that was you and and Tom. Yeah, that was me, Tom, and Mike. And Mike, yep. you guys are the founders, right? Three founders of that, and, yep. and the other two gentlemen that you're speaking of are also um, special operation guys as well. Yeah, team that's guys. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from there, how did Mission Twenty Two? How did it grow yeah. from that? Yeah, so kind of Forrest Gumping our way through. Oh, are we? All okay. this. Yeah. So what happened? Uh, Forrest Gumping. Yeah, we had a. Uh, I like that. Well, we're trying to raise money to build that yeah. leaf sculpture. But, I mean, this is a, this is a very interesting story on how this came to be, and it's going to help people understand about more about you and then what you're actually about. You know, the the deep roots of your foundation. Well, yeah, and what it really boils down to is willingness and action. It doesn't really matter the venue. It doesn't really matter the medium. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but so to get to that story, of raising money for that big town sculpture, mm-hmm. and uh, we made a little art piece called it the Voyage. It was a Viking ship. That voyage comes from the Iliad. And the Odyssey, 10 years at war, 10 years to get home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that story's been around for a long time, right? Yeah. So we did that. We sold it down to Miami, and we met a marketing company called CPMB, and they helped us come up with uh, branding and a different kind of context. And so we collaborated together, and the idea of Mission 22 came about. You know, so the same content, but in a different context. Right. And so uh, it was a really powerful brand, really powerful message, really uh, kind of trimmed some of the fat off some of the stuff we were doing. Sure. And really made it a, a simple thing to get behind. And that, you know, we're still doing the art. We got the national monument we're mm-hmm. working on and all these other things, but, uh, the I principles s- are the same. Randy showed me a, a piece that you guys did 
uh, not too long ago. I don't know how long ago you did it, but I only saw it not too long ago. It was the uh, uh, the Spartan shield with the the arrows in it. Yeah, we did that with a guy. Uh, he he he, he, wants was to go by, ass, he wants to go by the name Ironhead. So Ironhead, okay. People uh, people who know who Ironhead is from Ranger Battalion will know who he is. But uh, yeah, so that's from you know the the Gates of Fire, right? Right. Um, you know they're going to shoot some arrows that'll block out the sun, yeah, and they say, "Well, I sun. guess we'll fight in the shade." So that art piece is called Shade, and there's 22 arrows in that shield. Yeah, it that is a powerful piece of art. I I fell in love with it when I saw it, and it's a, it's actually it's huge. It doesn't look the pictures that he was taking because he didn't do it in relation to a person standing by. Yeah, we should have like done that. We put a coke can in the picture or something. Yeah, or somebody standing next to it. But this, talk about the size of that thing. That's about uh, I say it's about two and a half, three feet tall. And then the arrows are about about two feet long, and it's about the base is about three foot wide. Right, and it it's weighs, got a lot of weight to it. It well, weighs the, a ton or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's I mean it's, it's thick it's steel and, and limestone, and it's right. all metal and stone. Yeah. Now was that a, an auction piece that you did? did to no, raise money, man. So we it, we sold it to an anonymous buyer. <laughs> okay. And that which is unfortunate because yeah. uh, pr- pretty uh, respectable man, but um. So we sold that and we delivered it down in Texas. And so, but the thing about that is, is because of that art piece, we made some connections that maybe entered into uh, Art Prize in Michigan mm-hmm. this year, which gets a lot of followers. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Is that a is that a big event? Yeah, it's a big event. I mean, it's Talk about. It. I'm not familiar with that. So. Well, I wasn't either, but I started yeah. looking into it, and it's a it's, it's a really big. big turnout. Yeah, I think the winner wins like two hundred thousand dollars or something. Wow. Yeah. So there's probably a lot of competition. Oh big yeah, it's kind of like Shot Show. Maybe not as big as Shot Show. Maybe bigger. I don't maybe, know. Maybe you know, and, and like no the idea. art is just the thing that some of us do within Mission Twenty Two. A lot of guys do a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. But through those little efforts where we are showing these things, we can affect a lot of people. Right, right. Because we, it goes in their home, it goes in their offices, or it goes at these big events and venues. It starts people questioning, yeah. asking. Yeah, you know, that's a neat piece of artwork. You know, and then they get some talking about the. The history behind it and what the true meaning is, and yeah. and then we get awareness, and right. then people become aware, and then they start talking about it. Right. And that's well, and then just for me, you know, the uh, the art itself kind of helped. I think, in my opinion, help kind of rewire my frontal lobe. Mm-hmm. Start thinking out of the box. Start thinking creatively. Right. Start asking people for help. Because your mind, you know, like you said, the warrior mentality, sheepdog mentality yeah. is, you know, it's always working. It's constantly, yeah, wanting to tell the body to do something. Yeah, really, yeah, chemically, emotionally, I mean, whatever. Yeah. You know, you go from nothing to immediate response like that because we're, I mean, it's throwing much years of combat and training and conditioning. You know, you're chemically and physiologically wired different, right. you know. Exactly. And, yeah. And then that, that's kind of an outlet to help. No, it's not an outlet. No, no, I don't like no, that. No, wrong word. No, like right. that, who the warrior thing is there and that is me. Yeah. But that doesn't have to be the entirety of me. I can be more. It's another, another yeah. part of you. Because the warrior thing will be there the minute I need it. Right. Like, that's not going it's anywhere. It's still there. Yeah, because that's one of the things, like, man, I got to do this and be like that and train and all that. Like, yeah, man, I, it, it's there. Yeah. Like, that's not going to go anywhere. If I need it, it's there. Right. But I I don't want to be one-dimensional. I don't want to be I don't want to be a veteran artist. I want to be an artist that's a veteran. Right. right. But I don't want to be a veteran business guy. I want to be a business guy that's a veteran. Just think about like, when you think of World War Two guys. Yeah. You know, you're not like, oh, veteran and all. No, you don't think that. Like, that's a man. Mm-hmm. That's a businessman. He fought in World just War like, II. Just yeah. like you or me, but, you know, they happen to serve our country and yeah. put their life on the line. Yeah, so for me, it's all about growth. 
you know, growing your identity, growing your environment, growing your network, growing your abilities. Right. Your full self, which includes the warrior aspect, not one or the other. But that's a lot of people's ideas when they think about art. They think, oh, this, that. So how are you bringing in the veterans to your program? How do you well, it's not a program. Art? That The art okay. thing isn't necessarily a program. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what? We, well, uh, let me back up. So we just partnered with a ranch in Texas, and then we got a, we just got a way bigger facility. So now we got a team in Southern Pines, mm-hmm. North Carolina. We're going to have a team in uh, Texas, Bandera, Texas. Mm-hmm. Randy, as you know, they'll be in Indiana. Right. And then uh, I'll be eventually moving to Oregon. So we're going to be start covering the kind of the map. But again, like I said, that's just what some of us do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That not everybody with Mission Twenty Two does the art. I mean, there's mm-hmm. jujitsu, NASCAR, three gun. We got a three gun team. Right. It's it's it's, it's not like oh we. Do, it's not that niche thing. What's mm-hmm. niche is it's principally based warriors helping warriors and community projects through the venues and the networks that they thrive in. So, I mean, it's pretty diverse. I mean, you go from art to NASCAR to... Yeah, but I mean, warriors are diverse, right? That's right. Yeah, that's it's right. not not, not one-dimensional. Yeah. See, that's the box we don't want to be in. Not not everybody's an artist. Not everybody's yeah. an artist, and why should they be? Right. right? Not everybody's a three-gun guy. Yeah. You know, but we have the same mission, the same vision, the same passion, and the same history. So I guess maybe uh, rephrase my question is, is, how do you get them involved? How do you How do you find out what they're good at and then get them pushed in that direction? Well, you know... We're doing our thing, and because of the because of who we are, because of our backgrounds, um, because of Tom, Randy, Mike, all our, I mean, we've already got that network. Mm-hmm. So we start getting in the ring and mixing it up, and they really just come to us because they know us or they know somebody who knows us. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm doing. Uh, I want to do this three gun. Would you, you know? Can we wear Mission Twenty Two on our shirt? You mm-hmm. know? Yes. Yeah. You know. So really, they reach out to us through the network, and uh, you know, as long as it's solid guys. Doing things for the right reasons, you know, nine times out of ten, where we say yes. Right. Yeah. Our three gunner is he's active duty, um, and uh, he's got some of your pair on. He'll pop it on. Uh, he'll wear it at some of the events where it's a non-sponsored event. Because we're one of his sponsors. Right. Um, but we got some video. You've probably seen the video. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, um, and he's proud, proud to wear your stuff too to get oh, the man. get the message out there. Yeah. No. I mean, it's. I mean, we're hanging out with Andy Steele today. You got a three gun team. Yeah. Kind of Andy Steele and. Uh, He's sponsored by AXTS and all that. And it's just that it's just people want to do stuff. They want to be a part of, uh, if you can, if you can just help support them versus them supporting me, I'm, I want to support them. Right. Cause they're living the vision and the mission. Right. Right. They're getting the message out. Yeah. And it, cause it's at the ground level, those conversations that happen, uh, after, after the event's over on the side, you know, that's where the real, that's where the real deal happens. Who's your, who's your NASCAR guy? Cause we sponsor a NASCAR truck. Well, I don't, uh, we Nothing don't sponsor the NASCAR with Joey well, Logano, okay. uh, the number 22 car. Right. Yeah. For you guys, it's not sponsorship. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like they're helping us, right? Yeah. Uh, basically, you know, he, they invite us out there. Uh, they want to be a part of, uh, what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, they invite us out to Dover Raceway and, uh, is he a, is he a veteran? Uh, no, I don't think he is. But I mean, I know he does a lot of good for a lot of different organizations. Sure. Yeah. And, uh. Well, the reason I ask that is because I know that our driver is interested in getting the word out on his, his yeah. truck too. So yeah. that's something we can talk about. Yeah, no, that'd be okay. awesome. Yeah. But I mean, he's just, uh, super helpful, super humble. I'll tell you, meeting him, uh, meeting famous people, that was one of the most humble, down to earth, real people I've, I've met in that kind of, uh, that level of. Yeah. That level. Yeah. Cool. So for our listeners, how can they help you guys? How can they get the word out? 
I know you said they just, you know, sponsor the guys that are, well, that, support yeah, the guys yeah. that are wearing stuff, but how can they get directly involved? Can they get directly involved with you guys? Yeah, mission22.com or mission22 on Facebook. That's, uh, you that's guys have easiest. some cool apparel. They've got some really super comfortable shirts. Uh, they've got some beanies. They've got hats. Uh, so you can buy their apparel. Uh, have you got like artwork and have you guys well we're kind of drifting it's getting bigger and bigger and more momentum that the yeah. art thing was kind of the beginning mm-hmm. like, i didn't have any money i didn't have anything and i had this idea how am i going to fund it so that's what we we just worked with what we had right but as we're moving forward now it's kind of getting bigger and bigger and bigger yeah the thing is is that like you know that merchandise um it's what it is right it's merchandise yeah yeah but you start reading swag that, we call yeah. it swag but you start reading that like hey 22 but that what that does is a conversation starter. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many people, like, yep, when they wear that, that somebody asked them that, they had no idea. Right. And then from there, like I said, now you can't unlearn the truth. It kind of puts a mantle on you. That's a little bit of accountability. All the places I've been, when I ask people, hey, how many people here knew that 22 veterans a day were killing themselves? Outside of our, outside of our, like, the gun industry, yeah. the veteran, you know what I mean? Outside of that. Uh, last time, a group of 300, three people raised their hand. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, people just think the VA's got it covered, or people think, like, uh, they don't know. Yeah. So once they know, they... i got to be honest, you know, until, until I met your guys, Brian and Randy, at um, Rock Castle, it was during a three-gun competition, we were up there. I had no idea. Did you research it after they said it? Absolutely, I did. Wasn't it mind-blowing? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's unreal. And, I mean, it's just one of those things that you said you can't unlearn, and it just, it just kind of sticks in your mind. It's like, I, you know, I just... I can't believe that. That's yeah. That shouldn't happen. Well, then you got a choice, right? Oh, I'm going to do something about it, or I have to do ignore that giant in the room, right? And how long are you going to ignore it, right? Yeah. And, how was, and not to shame or guilt anybody into it, but for me, like, I can't handle that. I can't. I can't live with knowing that and not being a participant in that. It's solution, right? You know, trying to end that. Well, at least doing my part. Yeah. You know. uh if, if everybody cleans their own stoop, it'd be a clean world, right? That's right. <laughs> so uh, I'm sure you have uh, women involved with your organization as well. Yeah, but one of the things, absolutely we do. Uh, women, Some of the women involved in organizations, the backbone of organization as far as uh, the organization, the flow of communication, and the, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of the driving force sometimes. Right. Yeah, the, the, the thing about Mission 22 is this is, uh, it's not exclusive, right? Just because Green Berets founded it doesn't mean we're like a special club. Right. It's open to It's open everyone. to civilians. It's open to anybody. It's it's open to people that wartime, not wartime. This is not a veteran's problem. This is an American problem. Yeah. Take 22 times 365, okay? And then you do that, and what's that, 8,030-something a year? That's somebody's mom. That's somebody's dad. That's somebody's uncle. That's somebody's teacher. That's the generations of warriors from this country, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's not a veteran's problem. That's an American problem. And that needs the entirety of Americans' help to solve because the problem's bigger than the VA. Mm-hmm. The problem's bigger than a charity. There's 46,000 veterans' charities. The rate's increasing. Wow. Yeah, man. So that problem is a call That's another mind-blowing statistic. Well, oh, yeah. It's a cottage industry sometimes. 46,000. Yeah. So so what do you do? You um, you do the fundraisers yeah. to help these. And then what do you do? You give them money you invite them to do give the veterans money we're like well, how, what do you do for these men? yeah so right now we're building that monument and that's going to be a mobile monument uh-huh. uh it's a pretty significant monument i mean it's uh it's about seventy thousand pounds of steel talk about that because wow. we haven't talked yeah. about the monument yet 
Yeah, so what it is is it's going to be cutouts of uh, men, women, cross-section of all different service branches that veterans that have died at the war at home. Right. They've died uh, either at their own hands, somebody else's hands, single car accidents, you know what I mean? Like, like all these different things. So I'm kind of calling that like the war at home is what we're going to be calling that. We did a piece about that before with some photographs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, what we're doing is we're taking their image, blowing it up, and then cutting it out of steel plates. And that's going to show the, how the size of the problem. And then the cutout is showing the emptiness that's left behind from these larger-than-life heroes, the absence of their presence. But yet, so when you stand in the circle of this large monument, I'll show you pictures later, the impact alone from the size and the scale and the presence and the absence, right, because it's a positive and negative. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that in itself is gonna, is gonna represent the, the, um, how massive the problem is. And well, then the monument's mobile. And so we're working with Philly. We're working with Cincinnati. It's going up in Texas just temporarily to showcase its size. So at being mobile every six months or a year, it moves and it moves. It's making the front page of the paper. It's bringing out the local politicians. It's gonna do all those. It's gonna create that accountability every time it moves. Right, and then there's no nothing that says we can't build more than one monument, too. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what we're doing right now with the money is we're building that monument. Uh, now that we got other smaller things we're doing, we just sent guys to hyperbarics chamber for mild TBI. We're sending guy, uh, we're going to be sending guys to a woman named uh, Doctor Elk who does psychology. We're getting bigger and bigger, and bigger. The monument was the first thing on the page, but because of the stuff we're doing, we're going to be able to start actually being able to send guys to different drug and alcohol rehabs. This we're not quite there yet. I think we will be this year. Yeah. Yeah. So with the with that, it's going to be a mobile mobile, mobile thing mobile that you can monument. take around the country and and well, put up d- in different communities. Well, because I mean, public awareness, uh, right? We're talking about real estate. Yeah. So, like, trying to get some real estate in New York. What would I mean? The size of that thing? What are we talking about? Is you know, well, the beauty is, is I can put it in a row. I can put it in a column. I can put it in a circle. I can do whatever I want with it. I can spread it out throughout the city. Yeah. Right. So the reason for the mobility is that it, it can easily become permanent or semi-permanent. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that if, uh, let's say, uh, let's say Philly wants to put it by the Liberty Bell. Yeah. Right? But they only want it a year because that's state land and there's all these boards and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, no problem. Put it in for a year, create the impact, get that awareness out there, and then pull it out. Right. And then boom, it goes into Cincinnati. Else. And then at the right place, the right city's like, yep, we want it. Mm-hmm. Like that is permanent. Then cool. all we got to do is make it permanent. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. So that's something where we can make the most impact with what we got going on, right? What can we do with what we have, with the assets available? And so, you know, uh, we think that's it for right now because it's putting the mantle on the community. And the community has all the money. The community has all the doctors, all the therapists, all the, if there's a demand, there's, there's, there's gonna, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So you got to get it out there and then, uh, just kind of see where it goes from there and then you can, you know, just and see where you take it from there. Well, yeah, yeah, because the idea is that no one business, charity, foundation, or anything can be all things to all people. We already have a VA, and it's bogged down. Yeah. So we need the entirety of the U.S., you know, at the local level. Just imagine, like, at the local level, they start knowing about veteran suicide, this and the other. So then the local mm-hmm. dentists, the local doctors, this and the other, there's a community effort to put out that fire. Right. That's efficient. Yeah. So to our listeners, Magnus, What's your suggestion to them on how they can help you guys the best right now? Uh, the best is is push our content, right? Yep. You know, push our content. Talk about Mission Twenty Two. Talk about veteran suicide. Get organized. Get get involved. Don't be a bystander. Don't yeah. be just a viewer. 
Um, if the, at the minimum, share it, talk about it, post it. Yeah. Uh, email us, invite us out. Uh, we're doing all kind. We're doing five Ks. We're doing races. We're doing three gun shoots. We're doing all kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, we're always open to new ideas. Yeah. Get involved in any capacity. You guys got a little thing going on right now. It's not a little thing, but it's part of your uh, awareness program. Is uh, anytime you see the number twenty two, yeah. take a picture of that and then post it on Instagram, Facebook, and but do the hashtag M I two two I O N. Yeah, yeah. Either that, like either hashtag twenty two that, or I join the mission. I join the mission. Yeah, that's another one too. Yeah, because yeah, when you do that, you're saying you're saying you know. And when enough people know, then it becomes the common knowledge. And then when there's the common knowledge, then there's demand. Right. Yeah. Very good. Mission22.com. Correct. Is the website. And that they can directly order t-shirts and the beanies and yeah. uh, all your other cool stuff. I think you got some mugs on there. You got, like you said, hats and it's just constantly. Yeah. Variety's growing. We got that stuff. But the, the thing is too, is that we're, we're, we're getting to the point where we're able to start doing events. Yeah. You know, we're able to start getting to the point where we're sending, uh, like I said, we just sent two guys a hyperbaric chamber. You know right. what I mean? So we're getting to that point where the monument, the message, the awareness, and now we're going to start getting into the solution. And the solution is a holistic approach to the whole person through different professionals in a streamlined ergonomic pipeline. Yeah. Well, what you're doing is amazing. And uh, I know that the veterans that are aware of you, of your program, are very appreciative of it. And as the word gets out, the 22 is going to go away. We got to get we got to get rid of that number. It's got to go zero. Yeah, and then not only that, but we got to think about the next generation. We got to yes. think about what you know. I just had a son. Do I, is my son going to want to be a warrior? What's that mean for America? Right. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's the immediate and the long term. Yeah. Yeah. And we're looking at a really big problem. Yeah. We well, appreciate you being on today, and you guys are welcome anytime on the show. Uh, you got new projects. You got new awareness programs. You uh, make sure you let us know, and we will push and promote those. All right. Get her to take a picture. Oh, yeah, we're going to take pictures. Yeah, take go. Okay. Thank Those, you. Yeah. SDI's 32 semester credit hour certificate program in gunsmithing and 60 credit hour associate of science and firearms technology degree program can work hand in hand and are the most complete training programs of their kind. SDI strives to give you the best quantity and quality of professional gunsmithing information and tools. These programs are perfect for students interested in careers in the firearms industry or for those who are interested in owning their own gunsmithing business. Our programs are delivered by distance learning, which allows our students to maintain full-time jobs, families, military service, and more while working towards their degree or certificate. The Sonoran Desert Institute mission is adding value to our students' lives by providing innovative, relevant, and applicable workplace-driven education through distance-delivered instructions. Visit them at sdi.edu. What's going on up in this thing? We get funky now. There is like a clear spot right here. <laughs> a little butt cheek mark. <laughs> I didn't see your mole. How'd you know that? Oh wait, did we get did we get busy last night? No. Ow. So it's directional. The mics are so you got to get up on them. Give me a mic check. Mic check. Your mic's not working. Is it on? Probably not. I should oh, know that really well. That. Bang. Look how that works. Now you can hear yourself, right? You can hear me. Hells yeah. All right, Leadheads, we are back. It is day three of the 2016, I was about to say 2012. Holy crap. Do it. We can do it back in time. I don't know where that came from. Yeah. This is the year of uh, Rewind to the Future. Is back that to the Future. Yep, yep. 
And uh, you guys will recognize the voice. We have, it's not Rob yet. It's not Rob Bosch yet. But Tim with Tactical Walls is in the house. Hey, thanks for having us in your probably quietest room in the entire building. This is our little secret squirrel room. We like it. Yeah, this is kind of the getaway. We call it the getaway. The shot show getaway. I don't know if you know it, <laughs> but I once nursed several squirrels back to health. <laughs> back to health? What caused their illness? Okay. <laughs> and we got a new guest in with us from Tactical Walls. Introduce yourself. I'm Joe Rinker. I do the custom shop at Tactical Walls. There he is, the custom man right there. So are you the, the man behind the, the one that pops up? The What is that called? The TV lift cabinet? The TV lift cabinet, yes. He's, he's uh, in a roundabout way. In a roundabout not, way? Not entirely. That was a collaboration. Collab. Collab. But, All um, right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Exactly. Tim is back with a brand new invention. Not really. Something grabbed a hold of him tightly, and it wasn't Rob Boss. Now, hey, speaking of which, yeah. um, I think it's tonight, maybe, down at the Luxor. Not that I have any skin in this game. <laughs> okay. Before, but I'm going to go ahead and give a free plug to Vanilla Ice. is performing at no! the Luxor. One song. He's one song, so it might only be a five-minute show. I'm not yeah. sure. Right. Did he have another song? We had Go Ninja, Go Ninja from... Ninja Turtles, Ninja, Ninja, rap. <laughs> that was Vanilla Ice. Yeah, from uh, I never Ninja Turtles two, TMNT two. I never got into the uh, Turtles. I was always Yo Jo, GI Joe, oh, a yeah. real American hero. You're, you're probably a little older than the Ninja Turtle crowd, aren't you? Uh, actually, no. I mean, that was kind of yeah. It was kind of right on the borderline. But, man, I was rocking my Joes well into my college years, so. Yeah. I had, at one time, you may not. You look like the kind of guy that eats turtle. <laughs> I have never had turtle. Yeah. That's why you didn't get Ninja Turtle toys, because your mom was like, stop playing with your food. <laughs> <laughs> we did have a lot of turtles where I grew up, but I never I never partook of one. Yeah. Or two, or three. Crawfish. Ate the no. hell out of those. Love them. You're a head sucker. Mm. Uh, yeah, you. That's what they so call that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hills, yeah. So, how's the show going for you guys? It's been good. We've had a lot of people, a lot of traffic at the booth. We've got a display in uh, 4226, which is the VanQuest booth. Right. And we've got a display with some people in Galotech. And Galotech's got some great wall panels. Oh, you got two displays. Well, I just saw the one. We're, uh, we're trying to do some other collaboration. We don't have to wrap it this time. Okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> but, done with the vanilla ice. <laughs> but um, with Galatech, and uh, they've got some great product, so we've got some ideas of how we can work with them and, and make something they've got that's awesome, something we've got that's awesome, and put yep. it together, and you got awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. I love that. Uh, who's the uh, the other booth, the main booth that you guys are in? VanQuest. VanQuest. Tough Bell Gear. Okay. Yeah, you guys are supposed to get them up here to to be on the show. Okay, I can do that. So, um, love to give them some love. Yeah, yeah, we'll have get them up here. Have them come up. We'll give. They them. make some great nylon. Do they Actually, do, do they do carriers? So uh, I'm not sure whose bag this is here. That's mine. Um, That's left hands. The uh, the guy who founded VanQuest was the original founder of Maxpedition. That's right. We were talking about that. So yeah. all sorts of stuff you could talk about. I have you could, like open old wounds for him. I have so many Maxpedition bags it's ridiculous so if, I mean, if he's the guy behind that and he's got a new company well if you like I expedition need you will line. love vanquest yes we definitely need to get them on then i mean he's mm-hmm. gonna he's gonna see this stuff and he's gonna want to replace it with 
banquet. So it's very possible. Actually, he's gonna you see this stuff and be like, that's <laughs> like, I, uh, and then I'm you're gonna out. see their stuff and want to replace yeah, this stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So, do they do um, carriers vest? No, they don't. They 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 stick with bags. Um, I'm sure they could do vests, but they're sticking mm-hmm. with bags and some different modular attachment systems inside. But they do a lot of things every year. They're constantly innovating. Right. And they use, like, the uh, highest quality Cordura and great materials. So cool. And the other thing they're trying to do is make it a little bit more gray man. Yeah. Not so much, uh, you know, just Tact- got, just not, cool. not so much I just got back from the deployment, but yeah. kind of blend into the crowd Every a little bit. everyday guy kind of thing. Yeah, but still have that same usability and uh, same durability, the, toughness. The above and beyond durability. Cool. Very cool. So, that's quest. Is you guys have anything in the works tactical walls with them? Maybe doing some kind of uh We're a dealer of theirs. We actually carry some of their med packs for the inside of the yeah. units. Yeah, I saw the, the display you had down there. Yeah. It's very cool. So you guys are featuring the new and I'm gonna screw it up, the lock system. RFID. RFID. Radio frequency identification. Radio frequency identification. You got it. Which we got it downstairs on a custom unit that, that uh, Joe did in the custom shop with a custom stain. And that's something else that we have new this year is not only RFID, but we've started a custom shop. And that's what Joe we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, anything custom you want, you can contact us. So if you got an idea for a piece of furniture that you want to, to hide your firearms. Yeah, give me a shout. Give see what shout. we can do. So how do you work with them on that? They just kind of like talk you through their idea or do they need to write it you know draw it out or how how's that work yeah they usually just contact me with an idea they have and uh we work something out on a sketch and just you know talk back and forth and get right. something uh you know that they like and now are you because we talked about this before are you looking to getting into the vehicle it concealment so many stuff? ways we could go and uh it's really hard to especially for me because i could be squirreled yeah real easy <laughs> it's true it's true he really likes squirrels <laughs> you saved two you brought them back to life i did <laughs> but anyway because i, I can get squirreled real real simple quit playing with your food rob and uh you leave me out of this <laughs> and uh it's hard for me to stay real focused so I, that's why we have a great team uh, at the shop they and keep you on point we keep you on point and then we get people in charge of certain areas and let's let them run let them run with it right um, so chris handles the sales and stuff and joe's been doing custom stuff but some of that starts to trickle into production a little bit because they get an idea that's so great um that it's like ooh, might want to just add mm. this to the line and then that makes the shop foreman a little bit like ah let's add another thing there you know go. absolutely so so i think you should get into um vehicles but we do have saddles a, we do have a a new magnet uh cover which we didn't bring with us you have and, a magnet cover and it's uh it can be used in a vehicle i've actually got one in our thunder wagon band oh yeah so so i had the the privilege of being in the the wagon last night yeah so left hand featured in a rob boss video coming soon at some point Stay soon tuned. is relative should right. be soon yeah S- sooner than later we'll right? stay on that um comedian We'll make sure he gets it in. If you do my time frame, it'll probably be this time next year. We no, we, we, okay, we'll be sooner than that. Yeah. I think I just finished releasing my 2015 SHOT Show coverage about November, wasn't that, it? That's why you almost said SHOT Show 2012 when we started. Yeah, I'm, I'm that far behind. Yeah. <laughs> Still wow. catching up. <laughs> so what else What what else is new? Let's, let's learn more about the man behind the company. Oh, crap. 
We want to. We want to go there. We want to go there. Yeah. So, what are your hobbies? What do you like? Uh, I used to have hobbies before the company. <laughs> I used to have them. Yeah, I actually, used to go out and, and do people stuff. ask about shooting. Like, oh, I bet you shoot a lot, don't you? No, I don't. Not anymore. I shot. I shot a lot before. I shot a lot before when I didn't really have money to do it. Yeah. Like, I shot more when I made less. So started, That's odd. started the business and it's going well. So I make more than I used to make. But you got a lot of nice guns. You may not get to shoot them. Yeah, it's know, great because you got them all in your cabinets on display, yeah. and you're like, "Hey, look at this gun." Yeah, and people exactly. are like, "Man, I'd love to shoot that." You're like, and, "I would too." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's about how it is. That's how it works. But um, motorcycles, kids, and I got four kids, so oh you know, when, when you've got kids, that's that's your hobby. Yeah, they keep you busy. Yeah. What are the age ranges? Fourteen, twelve, nine, and gonna be eight real soon. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you were balls to the walls with business and kids. Yeah, man, tactical balls, tactical balls. <laughs> hey, there's <laughs> Rob Boss. Tactical balls brought to you by yeah. Rob Balls. <laughs> but no, that's about it. Sweaty balls. We used to we used to hike. We used you know we used to hike and camp and. I used to do all that. She doesn't believe me. Pepper doesn't believe me. But I used to. I've got tents. You know, I've got little stoves and you know all kinds of camping gear. And she's like, "Why do you have all this? You don't ever use it." I'm like, "Well, I used to. Yeah, I used to enjoy doing that stuff." She goes into your garage and she just sees like. Rolls of tarps and duct tape, and you're like, seriously, it's camping equipment. <laughs> I swear. She's like, I don't know about this. You're a little weird, Marty. You got a hell of a knife collection and all these tarps and duct tape, <laughs> some shovels over there. So what? Uh, what are your plans for the evening tonight? Uh, no plans this evening. Last last night we tried to go out and get a really good steak, and we got turned away. From Circus Circus, you were telling Circus me. Circus, which has the steakhouse, which is supposed to be the number one rated. It says on a sign, so it's got to be true. Yeah, I would think so. Top, uh, Somebody's top, calling top steakhouse in, uh, hello. So how'd you get turned no, away? No, wait, hang on. They wouldn't hey, take your I kind? To, I have to take this. It's my attorney. <laughs> it's your attorney. <laughs> so I don't, we weren't sure because you can't see in there. It's not a very big place, and it smelled delicious. Oh, man, did it smell good. Really? Yeah, I ate there last year, and I can remember being. This has got to be the best steakhouse in Vegas. You got all the aged beef hanging in there. You just see it. And this is in Circus Circus. It's it. Yeah. To be clear, Circus Circus. Like Circus Circus. Like yeah, you can get a room there for like thirty dollars a night and a steak. Negative interest rates. They they will pay you to stay there. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you can make money staying there. Yeah, like the Fed runs Circus Circus. Man. We have to try that place. But, uh, so it was like packed. You just couldn't get in. Well, he, he said they were booked for through the night. They were booked. They, they had reservations. They had their slots all booked up. But uh-huh. um, we uh, so we had to like default to our number two, which was not our number two. Oh, but we were man. really hungry. Subway. No, it was, Subway would have been way better choice. Oh. We went to the uh, Circus Circus buffet. Yeah. Ooh. No, not ooh. No, not ooh. Not ooh. What did they more, have? More like ooh. I heard the Rio has a. Well, I know they, they used to, because I went to it, a really nice seafood buffet. You know what? I don't know. I'm Rio. done with Vegas buffets. They used to be so much less expensive. Really I don't know what it. happened. But. Yeah. It used to be $8 or something. Like, $8. All you can eat, crab legs and pirate Everything, yeah. Just, right. Yeah. Now it's like $30. This buffet had lobster on it. It had the crab. It had all kinds that's of... That's real? Ball shrimp, fried shrimp, popcorn shrimp, coconut shrimp. <laughs> That's about all you can do with shrimp. You ain't got no legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Lieutenant Dan? <laughs> Who was that? Was that Tyler? It was my attorney. Oh. Have we heard from Tyler? <laughs> okay. He forgot about me. It's okay. He's busy. He forgot about me. Forget about Dre. How do you forget about Lieutenant Diane? He's talking to some huge supplier. He's getting ready to save himself a bunch of money, and you're all mad at him. I'm all mad because he ain't coming up and doing my show. Well, if I see him, I'll yell at him. See if you get me a hat. From where? AR-500. Oh, okay. I lost mine. I had one. I'll say give him a hat, guys. I lost it. I'm rocking the uh, exclusive one and only, like, first run, only run, talking lead hat right now. What do you think about that? Looks good. Looks good. Thanks, man. When are you getting a haircut? Uh, It's got to get 12 inches. That's right. You're going to donate it again. Yep. I'm going to cut it and donate What I want to do this time, because this is what I want to do last time, is I want to get with a knife company. And I'm going to, like, raffle off opportunities for somebody to take a knife and cut my locks off. Nice. And then raise additional money for them. There you go. I think that would be a good idea. Which knife company are you going to get with? I don't know. I haven't I haven't really, uh, you know, I've still got some time. Probably another, how long will it take? Oh, gosh, it took forever. Eight months. A buddy of mine's got one. You could maybe talk to him. Okay. Yeah. Rust, Rusty's Blades. Rusty's Blades? <laughs> Is that like a real knife company? He's the preeminent knife maker in southwestern West Virginia. Okay. Yeah. I'm all about, you it's know. It's just the blade, though. He doesn't do the handles. Up and coming, you know, mom and pop company. It's just the blade. What do you do? Uh, you wrap them with uh, duct tape or something? Yeah, he calls them shibs. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, it must be West Virginian. Oh, okay. So he's in that building with all the barbed wire around it. Yeah, he's in. A, he lives, dude. He's he's so worried about his security. Like he's the most paranoid guy I know. He's got like two rows of barbed wire fence. He's got guard stations and towers. Um, no this, he makes everyone that lives with him wear uniforms. They're like all orange with numbers on the leg. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. One of those. He's got armed guards standing. Yeah, like f- standing everywhere. I mean, he, he actually gives them to lock him in his room at night. Like just That's no good. one can get to him. Got to be a pretty successful knife company. Yeah. Well, Rusty don't screw around. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> those shivs are hot. Yeah. <laughs> There's number one seller. Number one seller. Oh, wow. I bet Rob Boss goes and visits him occasionally. Every now and then. When he goes on a binge. He, uh, Rob stopped going around him, though. He took my palette knife. Ah. Oh, bastard. Yes. That bastard. He also took my paintbrush and melted the handle down to make an airport TSA-proof knife. <laughs> <laughs> and he got it through. He made it on the plane. I stay away from Rusty. Has, has Rob made an appearance at the airport? No. <laughs> You're not going to risk that? Rob does not fly. <laughs> Rob doesn't fly. He flies with his pallet. His pallet is like aerodynamic. You know that, right? It's so big, it's got wings. It's not when you're standing on the edge of the Grand Canyon rim and it's windy. That was <laughs> awesome. In the snow. When are you going to drop that one? Uh, we still we have more to catch for that. Is that going to be like a... I wish I could tell you. I swear that guy looks like Doug Henning. Did you ever look up Doug Henning? No. Doug Henning. That's a, that's a whole other character. I that thought he it was great in. though. He looks at he he looked him up last night and he said, "That's a that's a heck of a mustache." It was, and you're like, "You got a heck of a mustache." <laughs> you're one to talk about stashes, bro. Yeah, he he would know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Did you look him up? Yeah. They, were, they said they were full. But yeah, it's reservation only, probably. Reservations. Or it was just four dudes, and they're like, 
Nope, we're not I having this. Like them a little bit. His teeth are bigger and wider. Yeah, but I mean, you could. You he's could, a magician here. Is that who yeah. he was? Yeah, Doug Henning. Yeah, he was. He, I assume he's dead. I don't think so. Really? He's just not a magician anymore. They found out that well, he just kind of. They like, found out that, that, that behind his magic, it was just LSD. Let's see. He may be dead. Yeah. Let's see. Hey, these mics are directional. You need to speak directly into it. Test, test. Man, look at him with Miss Piggy. Was that him levitating? Oh, he died uh, 2000 at age 52. Man, that stinks. Yeah. I guarantee he probably rocked Vegas with his show. Oh, he would he have probably to. Probably a headliner with hair like that. I mustache. mean, if him working with Miss Piggy. I think that's probably uh, Chris Angel. That's probably the inspiration for Chris Angel. Could right be. Doug Henning. Uh, Chris Angel just like levitates like six inches off the ground, I think. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Doug Henning is straight up, but he keeps that straight face too. It's like he's real serious. You know, he was with Kermit and another one of the Muppets, Kermit the Frog. Here. Yeah, he was in the Muppet movies. <laughs> Let's hear that again, Kermit the Frog. Here, <laughs> <laughs> can you do Fozzie Bear? I don't know. I don't know about Fozzie. I don't even yeah. know what Fozzie sounds like. Fozzie Bear. Oh, how did Fozzie sound? He uh, he was kind of like no, he wasn't. Like Alf, maybe a little bit. Alf. Fozzie what, was, what was Alf's catch line, catchphrase? I didn't eat the cat. I, don't I didn't eat the cat. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. I have no idea. He had some line, though. It wasn't quite that. I don't remember. Anyway. And Beaker? Me. Beaker? Me, 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 And then, uh, what was it, the Swedish chef? Yes. Hundevard hired her. Hundevard <laughs> board, 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 board. Well, guys, I guess we've uh, killed time enough. So. Yeah. Cool. Stop your tape recorder. Thanks, <laughs> uh, thanks to Tactical Walls for all their support with Talking Lead and the show. We greatly appreciate it. Looking forward to doing more with you guys in the future. And uh, enjoy the rest of the show. Maybe Hope we'll you come get... down to Tennessee and drive around the van some more. Hey, we got some yeah. great scapes that Rob Boss could uh, get some background shots from there too. Is that slang for landscapes? Scapes. Scapes? Yes. Scapes sounds like an STD to me. Yes. Scapes. Come on down to Tennessee. we got great scapes. we got great scapes. Great place to skate. Uh, it either sounds like an STD or maybe something you got off the buffet. Like at scabies? You, you get the scabies? Man, have you tried the scapes on the buffet at Circus Circus? <laughs> they're really good. you want to. They're fluffy. They're so good. Mm. But they're not as good as sweaty balls. Have you tried the sweaty balls? No, not yet. I, uh, I hear you, they're delicious, though. Have you tried my Christmas sweaty balls? They're the best around. Salty. A little salty, but sweet. Tactical Walls is a family-owned and operated business based in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. Our products are proudly manufactured in the United States. Every product is handcrafted using mostly U.S. source materials whenever possible. We make products that are simple to install, are easy to use, and offer discrete storage solutions for every room. Our in-wall concealment covers are a two-part concealment solution. The insert sits recessed in your wall space, flush with your drywall between 16 on-center studs. 
The cover mounts around the insert to conceal your new storage space, and it's all protected with a seamless magnetic locking system. You can purchase covers and inserts separately for your own needs, or save when you buy a bundle. Tactical wall concealment shelves are designed to mount on your wall for an easily accessible concealed storage option that doesn't require you to cut a hole in your wall. The bottom of the shelf hinges down to allow you access to your stored items with ease. Accessories like LED lighting and extra foam pads allow you to truly customize your shelf to your needs. Tactical Wall's line of concealment furniture offers you a useful piece of furniture for your room, plus the added bonus of built-in concealment storage. If putting something on the wall isn't for you, try out a solid-built piece of our furniture. New to the Tactical Wall's family of concealment solutions, concealment home decor, such as concealment wall clocks, concealment lamps, and even concealment tissue boxes, with more products on the way. So make sure you visit us at tacticalwalls.com and check out all our home concealment solutions. Tactical Walls, the leading innovator in home firearms concealment. All right, Leadheads, welcome back to the ASP Artificial Shoulder Pocket coverage of the 2016 SHOT Show. I'm your host, Left Hand with Talking Lead, and this is day two, and I've got a room full of people here with me. I've got Lance Levitt and Stephanie Levitt. Did I get that right? Yep. Right. With Oversight Shooting Technology LLC. And we've also got our buddy Danny Bronson with Dipstick Coatings, dip123.com. That's right. <laughs> get close to that mic. You got it right. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Uh, guys, welcome in. Well, thank, thank you. you. So, Oversight, I, I got an email from Stephanie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw your product, and it intrigued me. So I wanted to have you guys on the show. I had the opportunity to meet here at, at Chat Show and, and get you on and talk about your product. So, Lance, introduce yourself. Okay, I'm Lance Levitt. I'm co-owner in Oversight Shooting Technology. Uh, we've come out with a new product this this year. It's uh, Tritium Lit instead of our old old one that, that was uh, edge, glow. Uh, edge glow material that, that worked like a, a fiber optic. Right, so you guys are you're you're uh, obviously a optic company. Yes. You're you're making um, open sights. Open sights for handguns. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you do rifles also. We do. It, it okay. fits on anything with a Picatinny Weaver style rail. Okay. Our new one uh, that we're going after the pistol market a little bit more. Uh, we're going to do five different pistols this year: the Glock, the XD, the Sig, the Smith and Wesson, and the FN. Okay. So we can push their dovetail out, put our dovetail in. Screw our sight to it, and away you go. Okay, so you just you just pop theirs out, yeah. and then you slide yours in, and you just clamp it down. Then you clamp it down, one screw, and it holds it down. Okay. Now you need a special tool for that or anything? It'll come with it. Okay, very good. Tell us about your company. You know how you got started, where you're from. Okay, uh, we're from Blackfoot, Idaho. All of us that are owners and and everybody that helps out in this, it's family family owned, family oriented. Right. Uh, we're trying to. Just trying to get going. We're all working men still. Uh, we finally hired our first person this year, so that's a new new venture for us too. Yeah. So, so you guys are a new new company, relatively new. Relatively new. Yeah. We've been at the product trying to get it to this point for, geez, ten years or better now. Yeah. Um, the guy, the main main guy is Ron Capson that uh, uh, invented it. He used to do archery sights. Uh, and other products for archery. Mm-hmm. He always thought this would be an awesome pistol product or, or you know, r- rifle, pistol product. Right, shooting. Yeah. Shooting. Mm-hmm. Shooting, yeah, shooting product. And he just never had the money, never had the time to get it going. Uh, so 
we a bunch of buddies got together and said, hey, let's do it. So we put our money together, and here we are. And here you are. So for our listeners, obviously, you know, they can't see this right now. Uh, do your best in verbally explaining your product, what it is, what it does, the benefits to the shooter. Okay. Um, you're going to use it just like it's an open site. And that's one thing we have people, they want to see more than what they're seeing. It, we're just trying to upgrade the open site market. Especially for the guys with older eyes that can't see the front sight anymore. With this sight, you can see this front sight. And you can. I mean, it's it's very easily picked up. Now, it ta- it's going to take some getting used to. It's a little different than your... It's more like a virtual sight. Yeah, it almost looks like a holograph, but it's not. All, right. all that reticle is doing is magnifying an image. Right. So we're projecting that image downrange, and you can project it to infinity. So... So we can make that image really small. So instead of your front sight covering at 100 yards, covering you know three feet, right? If you can pin, if you can see it, you can put the point on it with this sight. But what it does is it only magnifies that reticle at the same size. And if you're looking down there, see how small it is further down, right? Instead of your post, you know how post out yep. at 100 yards, it's going to say cover almost a three foot area. This one here. That reticle is all you're going to be able. You're going to put that reticle right where you want to hit. Okay. So what kind of what t- kind of technology are we using in here? Is it tritium? Uh, tritium is in the new one. Okay. Um, and uh, so there is no light that you can't see this in. In, in pitch black, it's actually as clear or clearer than daylight. So turn let's, light, turn let's the light test out. that let's theory. Test I'm the going to turn the light off. Yes. This is going to be awesome. I hope I don't set an alarm off. <laughs> okay, so we're in dark right now. I just turned all the lights off in the room, and it is that I can see the light plain as day, or the the sight plain as day. You don't need any light with it. <laughs> you don't need any light with it at all. No. Nope. So now you, the only problem is I can't see a target because well, it's so you, dark. But you, if I'm aiming at that light up there, then I can see it perfectly. Yeah. It lines up. So what you do? You put your light on the front of your pistol. So I'm aiming at the exit sign above our door right now. Right now, now put your light on the exit sign for him. Light up my exit sign. There, there you go. Boom. Dead. <laughs> yeah. But even without that, I can see it because that sign's lit up. So I can see my target. I put it. I put the sight on it and boom. Yep. Mm-hmm. Done deal. It's a done deal. Nice. I'm going to turn the lights back on. All right. I'm getting scared. <laughs> she, she's kind of scary, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> I saw somebody playing footsie. Who is that you, Danny? You got to watch her. <laughs> <laughs> you see that light? You got to try it. Yeah, yeah. Check it out. Try that out, Danny. Danny's going to give a shot here. Okay. Yeah, see that? Yeah. Now, can you see that? Aim it at me, Danny. I don't really like aiming a gun at Well, I understand, but I, I want to see if... Uh, I'm picking up some light there, so I can I can see it from here. So I just I was just curious if I could really? see it. Really? You shouldn't be able to see that from there. So aim it at him now. <clears throat> Let him see it. You're looking at his watch. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> okay, so I can't see the lights. Okay. watch. There you go. We, we got that black. Aim at me with your watchless hand. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, I can't see it. Yeah, perfect. You, you can't see it. No, that's per- That's what I wanted to tell That's perfect, yeah. man. Okay, awesome. Lights back on. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I was going, no, you can't see that. <laughs> his watch is having to be green, too. Yeah. I guess, so. but the, the tritium's actually encased in that, so the only light that comes through is through the top of that. Right. So we can get the ambient light during the day. So at night, we we did that purposely. So you uh, cannot absolutely. see yeah. that. I mean that's key. That's yeah. key in a in an optic like that is you don't want the bad guy seeing you. No, correct. Or or the prey. You know, if you're there hunting, you, you know, yeah. you don't yep. want the animals mm-hmm. to put it in a, a more sporting 
term. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we come from. We we hunt. That's a, I mean, right. that's where this all came from. We use it to hunt. And Do you have any competition shooters using this right now? We actually have a few in the NSSF Rimfire Challenges using it. Okay. Um, me and my wife plan on this year going out and doing a few of them. So. Right. Now, have you tested it with all sorts of different calibers to see how it stays on point? We have. Uh, I've tested it with about up to 4570. I put it on my 45, slammed it thousands of times yeah uh you can't hurt this site and if you do um we have 100 percent guarantee on any of our parts we will okay. replace them lifetime 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 guarantee Woo! hello <laughs> what's up buddy speaking of three gunners oh here we go Take, have casey griggs has has joined us you gonna sit down and talk for a while you gotta go you gonna come back okay okay just tell him you got lost check this site out real quick Turn the light out for him, Matt. Well, he can. Yeah, let me look at it first like this. Use it just like an open sight. Put the point where you want to hit and go. So you put the target on top of the plastic, and then you line it up with the. And you don't use the front sight at all. That's okay. Shut the light out for him. Now check this out. Nice. It's pretty nice. I like that. Yeah. Think you could use that? Definitely. Okay. Definitely good. <laughs> Casey's our three gunner. We sponsor him along with Troy Industries. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So. You could definitely do something like that, especially if you so, did the 22 mass competitions. That's what we're going to We're going to go to no, play with. No, this goes it. on any caliber. It does. If we actually have it on caliber. the 45s. We have. If we're it's gonna, on rifles. Anything with a Picatinny Weaver rail with the, for the rifles. Yeah. Uh, if you come to our booth, you can see all of them. We got them all on guns over there. Sweet. But. All right. We'll talk to you in a bit. See ya. See you. See you. See you, See you, See you buddy. See you. All right, back to the show. <laughs> <That> rude interruption. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. You're fine. I'm just teasing. <laughs> Where does this go out? I, I'd like to, I mean, that's a... Uh, all right, so we're uh, internet-based. It's podcast. Okay. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on all the podcasting places where you can download and get podcasts. Yeah, so that's with the podcast. And then we got a YouTube channel that we do also. Social media, Facebook, uh, we got like 52, 53,000 followers on Facebook, uh, and then the Instagram and the Twitter and, you know, nice. all that stuff too. Uh, we're out on that, but, uh, so back to you guys, back to oversight. Okay. Let's describe this. So for our listeners, it's about, I would say about an inch, inch and a half. Okay. The new uh, one. You probably know the exact measurement, so. It's two and a quarter inches long. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. And then, um, it sits, Three quarters of an inch above the rail. Okay, three quarters of an inch above the rail. Mm-hmm. Without the rail, it's going to be a half inch, half inch tall by half inch wide. Okay, so very good. It's uh, if you if you've seen our old one, um, it's half the size of our old one. Okay, so. and where can people go and check this out? I'm sure, you got a website, right? We yes. do. It's seealopensite.com. And are you guys on Facebook and Instagram and? We oh, are. We're on Facebook and um, Twitter. Okay. And Instagram. And Instagram. And Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys should check out GunDistrict.com. GunDistrict.com. That's another uh, gun-friendly uh, social media avenue that, uh, you know, when Facebook is doing their, you know, ban of guns and stuff, yeah. uh, this is going to be another outlet for us to, to be able to get our stuff out to the, the public and people. Gundistrict.com? Gundistrict.com. Okay. Yeah. It's free to sign up and nice. start an account there. But yeah, we're going to have to 
<laughs> yeah, just another as one of the blue bazillion social media. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. something else you got to do. They're not going to censor your gun talk like the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> What's the price point on these? The price point on the new one with the, if you slide the dovetail out and get the, just the sight and the dovetail and the five pistols we're going to build it for will be around 180. Uh, if you have the adapter to go to the Picatinny Weaver style rail, it's going to be right around 200. Mm-hmm. Our original model, um, it'll be around 98, 95. Okay, and they're all tritium, right? All except for the original. The original's edge glow material, so it's it works in low light, but not right. no light. Not pitch black. Yep. Okay. Very cool. Well, guys, thank you so much for being on. Thank yeah, you. It was fun. You. Enjoy it. Uh, maybe one day I'll get an opportunity to try one of these out. Well, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. Maybe we can get it in uh, Casey's hands and uh, get it on the competition. That circuit. That may be better. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks Thank for being you. on. Thank you. All right. Hey, that was kind of fun, actually. <laughs> well, I told you, man, we have fun on this show. That's, That's what perfect. we do. Yeah, that is-